0: Carries you. Uh, Pastor Stacy mentioned that we're going to share in communion this morning. It is World Communion Sunday. Hopefully, you took the opportunity to have your elements prepared with you at home, bread, juice, water, whatever you could have. Um, That could be your way to participate with us, and we'll bless all of our elements in just a little bit. But as we prepare to share this meal, I just want to invite you, if nothing else, symbolically, to gather around this table with me. In a sense, it's what we do every time we come together. If you come to worship in this room or even with us online, you see in the room this table. I had a mind to get some folks to help me move it this morning and set it actually literally in the center of the room. Um, because I, th- I, th- I think that's what we're doing, is we're all gathering around this table. But then we'd move it back, and next Sunday we'd think, well, it's not there. It's back up here. But, but really, it's in the center of the room. And I, I hope that we can see ourselves this morning, wherever you are, that we can see ourselves as gathered around the table. And we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's not that far away. And so we'll gather around the table with family. Maybe that's a regular practice for you to gather around the table with people. Len Sweet wrote a book called Tablet to Table, and in it he talks about how our faith is formed and shaped and shared around the table. When we get around the table together, when we break bread and share a meal with each other. And something else I think that happens when we gather around the table is we have those conversations and If we're with people we know and love and trust, they can get deep, real. We can talk about life and what's going on and what we're dealing with. And so I thought maybe we could just gather around the table here this morning with each other and with Jesus and name that life is hard right now. I mean, there's ways in which life is always hard and and always has been. Just add on it the layer of what we've been through during this season of pandemic and distancing and all the ways that has rippled out into our lives and into the world. It's just hard, and it's hard in the church right now too. It's hard for us to find our rhythm and find our way and and I hear a lot of conversation and I'm involved in it too, where we wish we could go back to normal and I know we're realizing that maybe that's not a thing. Maybe there's a new normal that's emerging among us and, and maybe there's some things about normal that we were used to that it's time to be done with anyway. I mean, these are the kinds of real and and hard conversations that we're having. And we can have this morning around the table as we share a meal with each other. And I think Jesus has a word for us in this moment. In fact, I know that he does, and we're going to read some of it in just a minute from John chapter 6, where Jesus talks about his followers and himself and that relationship and even what that looks like in the sense of sharing and communion. But just to set it up for you, there's a place in the scriptures where Jesus has been hanging out with his followers, with his disciples, and he feeds thousands and thousands of people from just a little bit of food. In, in the church life, we call that the feeding of the 5,000 or the feeding of the thousands, this miraculous event Where Jesus feeds a bunch of people and then after they've eaten their fill and there's all the leftovers Jesus and his disciples leave the crowd and they go across the lake the disciples get in a boat and they're rowing across the lake and it says it's late at night and a storm kicks up and the wind is blowing and they're scared and Jesus walks out on the water to them meets them there calms them calms the storm they get out of the boat on the other side of the lake and the crowd has followed And according to the way John tells the story, when Jesus and the disciples show up there in the town of Capernaum where all these folks, this crowd has gone to try to find him, knowing that they had seen him on the other side of the lake, knowing he didn't get in the boat with his disciples when they were going to row across the lake to Capernaum, they, some in the crowd looked at Jesus and go, Jesus, when did you get here? I wonder if... We reach those points of hunger, fear, and uncertainty, where maybe we feel like we're lost or all is lost or we don't know which direction to turn. And lo and behold, there he is. And we go, well, Jesus, when did you get here? And as they posed that question to Jesus, here's the way he answered, and I want to read it for us from John chapter 6. I'm reading verses 26 through 35, and we'll put it on the screen so you can follow along. And after they asked that question, it says, Jesus replied, I assure you that you're looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food you wanted. Don't work for the food that doesn't last, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the human one will give you. God the Father has confirmed him as his agent to give life. And they asked, What must we do in order to accomplish what God requires? And Jesus replied, This is what God requires, that you believe in him whom God sent. And they asked, What miraculous sign will you do that we can see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. Just as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus told them, I assure you, it wasn't Moses who gave the bread from heaven to you, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven, the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said, Sir, give us this bread all the time. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus... Got this moment with him and listening to his teachings who had experienced him feeding them miraculously. He got this moment to point their attention to something greater, something more, something deeper in him and in them. He got this moment of uncertainty, of fear, of deep need and hunger And he said, I know you're not looking for me because of the miracle that you experienced. You're looking for me because you got to eat. And you got all the food you wanted. You came to me, you gathered around with the need that you were carrying at the time. For them, it was physical hunger. For you and I, it may be physical hunger. It may be something else. What brings you into the presence of Jesus? What motivates you to come to his feet, to his throne, to his table? We all hunger. In fact, there's another place where Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We live in a world that is hungry. We're seeing it and experiencing it in all kinds of ways. And there's something to be said for being able to gather around the table with Jesus and name that. We're hungry. And Jesus said, you hunger for bread, but there's something greater that will feed you and fill you. And so they said, well, then what do we need to do? What do we need to do to get this that we want so badly? What thing, what activity, what experience can we create or participate in or get back that we used to have that will give us what we need? I feel that in our church. So much expression of what can we do, what can we make, what can we experience, what can we bring back or do new that will give us what we need, that will scratch that itch or feed that desperate hunger that is inside of us. And Jesus said, believe in me. here's what you can do. Believe in me. And so they said, well, then what miraculous sign are you going to do to prove to us that we should believe what you're saying? What miracle are you going to do among us? Remember, these are the people who were there as he fed thousands of people with just a few pieces of bread and fish. The people who knew he was on one side of the lake, they didn't see him get in a boat, but then they were on the other side of the lake, and there he was. They said to him, what kind of miracle are you going to do among us? What kind of sign are you going to show us so that we can believe what you're saying about life and about feeding our hunger? And they said, because our ancestors got manna in the desert, the story of the Israelites in the Exodus, and they say, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And the implication in that story, and you can see it in Jesus' response, the implication in what they're saying is Moses is the one that gave them bread to eat from heaven. So they said to Jesus, what kind of sign are you going to do to convince us? Because we had a leader one time who did a miraculous thing and that's what we believe in. And Jesus said, it wasn't Moses who provided the bread. It was God. God gives the bread of life. And as those first century followers of Jesus gathered around him and tried to understand what he was teaching where he belonged in their life what he was calling them to what he was offering to them they named the ways that they had been fed physically they named the things that they were looking for the things that had brought them that they were attaching themselves to as an exercise of faith and righteousness. And Jesus says, no, it's me. It's me. This this season of pandemic makes me wonder what it is about our normal that we want back what it is about our normal that we may not need anymore and makes me wonder is there some consumer aspect to our faith that maybe is being called to question that maybe is being (laughs) laid aside so that we could gather back around the one the Son of God, the Savior of the world, Jesus. Benjamin Sparks said it like this, we invite people so often into the community of faith for reasons like we have the right kind of worship or for political engagement, or for the sake of a Christian America, or for a strong youth and family ministry, or for the opportunity to practice mission in a downtown location, or to go on a mission trip to another country. Yet what we have to offer in Christ, and by Christ, and because of Christ, first and foremost is a kind of soul food, which lasts forever, and does not change when the changing circumstances of the church or of the world. So Jesus invites us around his table hungry, considering even what it is that we hunger for, and offering us the one and only thing that will feed the deepest hunger that we carry himself the bread of life what do you hunger for? What do you hunger for, your own self, for your own life, for your family, for your church? Well, you hear Jesus' invitation to be fed by him and him alone. Will Willimon says in this particular story that Jesus doesn't invite us just to think about him, but to feed on him, to be nourished by him, as if we would starve to death if we don't. And his promise to all of us is that as we feed at his table, as we gather around and share in this meal, that is of him, that is him, that we will never hunger or thirst again. So in just a moment I'll invite you to come forward and share in this meal together. On World Communion Sunday, when Our siblings in the faith are celebrating and sharing this meal all over the world. To know that as you come and receive the bread and the juice that is the body and blood of Christ, you're doing that with Christians everywhere. All of us who are hungering and thirsting for life, coming to the table of Christ, and being fed. Would you be fed by Jesus today? The way that we're going to share in this meal, in an effort to be safe, is we're going to use these uh, prepackaged communion elements. And so we'll pray a blessing over our meal, and then Pastor Stacy and I will be standing down here with baskets that have these in them. You'll be invited just to come forward and take one out of the basket. Uh, there's two layers to peel off of it. The first one at the very top is clear plastic, and that'll get you to the bread, the wafer. And you can eat that and then peel the next layer, and that reveals the juice that you can drink. However you're going to share in the meal, with us online I just invite you to have that with you right now as you come up here and you receive this and you eat the bread and drink the juice you can just leave uh, the empty on the rail we'll clean those up later and then if you want to kneel and pray you're invited to do that as well if you've brought an offering in the room that you want to give the baskets are up here and you can give that offering as you come Please know that the communion table in a United Methodist Church is open to any and everyone, anybody who's hungry, anybody who's thirsty, to come and be fed by Christ. And know that as you come, you will be nourished, not just physically, but spiritually. Spiritually. that Christ nourishes and feeds us from the inside out in such a way that we can be a part of the body of Christ at work in the world. And so in a moment, I'll invite everyone to come and share in this meal. We'll have the musicians to come first so they can go to their places and play. And prepare to lead us in worship. But I want to ask you first if we could pray a blessing over this meal. Oh God, we are thankful for the gift of your Son, our Savior. Jesus who we see and know as the way the truth and the life God we are thankful that you have given us the bread of heaven the bread of life to feed us and make us whole. So now as we gather around your table, as we share in this meal together all around the world, God, we thank you for the bread. We ask you to make it be for us the body of Christ. We thank you for the juice. We ask you to make it be for us the blood of Christ that washes away the sins of the world and makes us clean. Oh God, we come to your table hungry looking to be fed. We ask you to feed us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.